Welcome back to the Boys Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh Schaefer, here with my other co-host, Sloan. Sloan, say hi. What's up, everyone? It feels good to be at the top of the table, and it feels good to be here with Josh for another podcast and uh, to talk about the league. It's good to have you, Sloan. It was good to have Brian last week covering for us. I'm not going to lie. I have been forgetting about the podcast this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love hopping on when we do it, but I just it's been totally escaping my mind. I've been doing other things, enjoying the last few weeks of summer. And while fantasy football is top of mind for me, sitting down to record this podcast uh, has not been. So I'm glad we're making a priority of it tonight. Yep. And I'm, yeah, I'm happy Brian was able to do the solo pod last week. It turned yes. out really well. And uh, now we're back and we'll see if we do like a every other week type thing with Brian and Matt and you and I, we'll see. That would be kind of fun. Honestly, I, I actually enjoy being able to like, I, I know when we first started, I would listen to the podcasts mm-hmm. that we would do. I don't listen to them anymore. Do you No. Like when we record them? Yeah. Yeah. When it's me no, I don't, I don't care about it. It was kind of nice, though, to be able to actually listen to the podcast and like hear some thoughts that weren't just ours. Yeah, I agree. And if anybody else wants to hop on and I know we have the guests every now and then that kind of helps. But then again, we're not really re-listening to the podcast anyway. So, yeah, Yeah, we need to bring the guests back. I forgot about the guest section. The first year we had everybody on, man, we were. We would film it on like Tuesday, like yeah, whenever we had to to get it done for sure. I mean, we're at nearly fifty episodes at this point. That's pretty. That's pretty impressive. It's been a lot. Yeah, it's been we've been doing this longer than I've expected. Like, how many uh, for the average podcast? How many podcasts do you think they make it through? Like before they quit? I would Um, I would say less than ten. Like less than 10 episodes. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. I feel like people get hyped up to do it and then they end up not sticking with it. But we stuck yeah. with it. It's helpful that this is tied to the fantasy football league and we just we do that every year. So, yeah. No, if this was just the two of us shooting the shit, I don't think we would. Right. At, this would be dead. Yeah, I agree. Well, what do you didn't we have about? a conversation about like doing a casual podcast at one point? I know you're trying to move uh, on, but I'm just this is the opening. This is the entry into fantasy football. Some people just want to hear what we're talking about, Sloan. What we're see, thinking. I, I always hate when I'm listening to a podcast and they have all the banter at the beginning. I see well, the can... title of the podcast. I want to listen to what the topic of the podcast is. I don't care about your personal life. Well, you know what Bill Simmons does? He does like a little thing where he'll kind of like do a little monologue that's like two or three minutes and then he'll play the intro music. Mm. So maybe, uh, maybe we should have like an official transition into the fantasy football part of the podcast. Uh, and that's when you play the intro music so people can know. Okay. Okay. Well, we can talk about fantasy football. I'm sorry for um, for wanting to talk about something a little different. I mean, we but... we had a lot of uh, things going on over the past week, so a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of stuff to analyze. There is a lot of stuff to analyze. Week three, the trades were flying, Sloan. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. The first one that popped off was was it the three team trade? Do we only have two trades, or do we have more than that? Uh, we had four trades. We had four the trades. one that kicked it all off was the one with Colin and I. Uh, 
Do we want to go trades first? I feel like the trades are the bigger part. We can go to the table afterwards. Let's let's do yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so the first trade was between me and Colin that kind of started it all. Uh, I would say kind of a, I would expect it to be a surprising trade for everyone. I don't think anybody saw this deal coming through. It was Colin's 2024 first, Brian's 2024 first, Colin's 25 second, and Colin's 2024 third for Stefan Diggs and Christian Watson. Sloan, what was your reaction when you saw this trade drop in the chat? What were you thinking of? My initial reaction was, okay, Josh realizes he can't beat me this season, so he's trying to sustain some of the success he has now into future seasons. I really thought that you kind of are giving up a little bit, Mm. but you didn't trade away like too many. I mean, Stephon Diggs is old, so it's not like he's going to be great a few years from now. Um, At least you wouldn't expect him to be age wise, but he's a guy who could help you win this season. So that's why I was kind of surprised he traded him away. Christian Watson. I don't know too much about him. I know he's been injured this season and he's a younger player. Um, But I figured with him, uh, it seems like he's a good asset to have. So I was a little surprised he traded him away too. Um, I'm interested to see with what, what, what you do with those picks going forward. You got a lot back. So you got a lot of, uh, yeah, three picks for this upcoming season. Two of them are first rounders, so that's kind of nice. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I, things can change, obviously, but I'm viewing these picks when I made the trade, and you know, I'm not saying this is actually what's going to happen, but I was like, these are two top six picks next year, pretty mm-hmm. certain of that. You know, unless injuries happen, whatever. But my thought is, when you look at my team, it's a it's it's a great team, right? Like it is objectively a great team for this year before this trade. And you could even say potentially after this trade too. Um, But it's old, you know, and I, I'm kind of all in, right? Like you look at these running backs, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, wide receivers, DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, you know, Calvin Ridley's not old, but older. Uh, And, and my thought and Cooper cup too, obviously on IR. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my, my thought is last year, I think most people would have also said I had the best team. Like, throughout the course of the year. My team was pretty much the same as it is right now, except I had digs going into the playoffs. Um, And my thought is like our playoffs are three weeks long, right? And it's three weeks of table that there's so much volatility that can happen in three weeks, right? Like you could have the best fantasy football team of all time of any league and go into a three week playoff and lose to some random stud performances that happen. And so my thought is having seven or eight players that are all, you know, getting to that last phase of their career or already in that last phase, uh, you know, I don't need to do that. And honestly, when it comes to our league, I don't think people are good about buying vets. Like I'm really, I think the only team who actually buys veteran players consistently. Mm-hmm. So I had a chance you know, Watson is a is a good player, had a good rookie year. Diggs is a good player. I don't think this is some super lopsided deal. I think it's a fair deal, honestly. Uh, you know, Watson's worth a first, right? He he had a good rookie year. That's a first round player. So, you know, Diggs for a first, second, third. Uh, I don't I like the deal. I mean, I, I was good to do it. It hurts to make my team worse this year, but my thought is, I think even with losing both of these players, my team is still deep enough that I have the assets to make the playoffs. And once you get to the playoffs, it's kind of a total crapshoot. So why not just try and get there? 
Yeah, I think uh, I, I didn't think that this was a lopsided trade either. I thought it was pretty fair, but I I just didn't understand it on either side. You giving up a player who could help you win and Colin taking on an older player, giving up a lot of draft picks. Yeah, he gets Watson in return, but he's just so afraid of going to Waffle House that he's okay with taking that older veteran player who's going to help him out this season to make sure that he doesn't have to go to Waffle House, which long term I think is a bad thing to do because then you're just going to run into this issue next year or two years from now. I mean, you can't keep trading for these older guys just to stay out of Waffle House. But something might happen where, you know, he has some players who uh, pop off, some young guys who might not have been big assets and their value increases. I just don't see that happening. But I, I still mean, think you can make a playoff. You you can make a playoff run for sure without Diggs. Yeah, I I think I can. I, I will say, though, look, you know, you look at Colin's team and you say, why would he do this? Christian Watson is maybe a starter. We don't know. Maybe he breaks out this year and is a you know wide receiver two, wide receiver one the rest of the year. Then Colin does the next trade, you know, the next big trade, which I won't touch on too much. But Colin has basically given up his entire future for Devontae Adams and Stefan Diggs. And you know what? I'll reveal my strategy on the pod, whatever. I texted Colin about this as soon as he made that trade. I said, Colin, you've got Diggs. You've got Adams. They don't fit your team's timeline. They don't make sense for you. So maybe you have Diggs Adams for the next six to seven weeks, right? And you say, I want to have these veteran players to prevent myself from having to go to Waffle House, right? Maybe I can move up the standings and by week 10, I'm pretty confident that I'm not going to Waffle House because you have to remember, we extended the trade deadline to the start of the playoffs this year. So Colin doesn't have to commit to keeping these players on his roster through the off season. He could still do the swap at the end of the regular season, probably getting, you know, 80% of what he paid for these players, assuming they're still healthy, which is a big if, uh, and just cash him out for picks at the end of the year and secure his place from having to go to Waffle House. So in that sense, I actually like the deals for Colin because, you know, he's, he's, Matt right now, I think, is in a giving up phase for his team this year, right? He's oh, kind yeah. of just sold everything. He doesn't even have his own first round pick, which I am a little surprised that he's doing this. But you don't have to do that, right? Like, you don't have to make that decision so early. I understand why you would, because if you hold those players, then you're holding the risk of them getting injured, which would, if Diggs or Devontae get a substantial injury, their value is going to plummet so far, mm-hmm. right? Like, so it's all about how much injury risk you want to hold, but you know that punishment can can drive people to do some crazy things. Yeah, I've got a lot to say about the Devontae uh, portion of that trade, but we'll get into that. The next trade was uh, also between you and with Brian. Simple pick for a player trade. This is uh, the easiest negotiation Brian and I have ever had. I mean, really? I think we did like a LaVisca Chenault for a fourth trade a while ago, but this one was just like, Brian, would you do Zeke in a third for a second? He said, I'll do him for a third. And I, I'm just going to sell. Uh, Zeke is old and he's not horrible. You know, he could do okay on that team, but like, I don't think he's ever going to be starting for my team. So I can finally cash out for something. So I might as well do it. I thought it was yeah. a pretty fair trade and I think it was good. Yeah. Zeke's old. 
uh, Brian gets someone who could help him out. He's been doing okay with the Patriots, splitting time with Ramondre, but uh, he's more of the true running back in that offense, so he's been getting a lot of touches, um, which I think is better than what you would have expected him to be doing uh, this season, in my opinion. So I think that was a, a nice, simple trade. Not not much to it. Yeah. I mean, no, nobody was expecting what happened next, though, I think. I knew Colin was kind of trying to make a move, but we get the ultimate three-teamer. Sloan, why don't you tell us the details of this trade that Colin, Matt, and Brian made? So Colin ended up receiving Devontae Adams in a 2025 second round, and I, you're going to need to supplement whose picks those are because for some reason I can't see it on the desktop app. Brian's 2025 second. So who knows what that's going to be, right? You value that as a mid-range pick. It could even be a late pick if Brian can figure it out. So like I said, Colin got Devontae Adams and got Brian's 2025 second rounder, and he gave up Drake London, young wide receiver, and a 2025 first rounder. That's Colin's 2025 first. Which could be a very high pick. It's not very this high. upcoming draft, but it's the one afterward. And the way that Colin's team is looking with getting all these old players, that could be a high pick. Matt gave up a 2024 second round, a 2025 first round, and a 2026 first round. So That's what he got. He got those. Oh, picks. that's what he got. My bad. So he received at least one pick in the next three drafts. Uh, this upcoming draft second, and then uh, two first-rounders in the subsequent seasons. And he gave away just A.J. Brown. Um, I think that's a pretty good haul. I'll get into that in a little bit. Brian got A.J. Brown and got Drake London, so he got those two wide receivers who – A.J. Brown's been great. Drake London could be fantastic. He's young. Uh, And Brian ended up giving up Devontae Adams a 2024 second. Was that his own? That was mine, and he gave up his own 2025 second. And then who's the 2026 first? Brian's first. Brian's as well. Okay. So three picks and Devontae Adams. The fact that Brian could get rid of Devontae Adams in any trade, I think is impressive. I did not think Devontae Adams was going to be on anybody else's roster uh, before he retired, just because it's not – he's so old – he has the new quarterback this season. He had a big week last week, which is great. But long-term, even for this season, I don't think it's good to to have him on your roster. And Colin got him, which is another yeah. surprise to me, getting Stephon Diggs, older wide receiver, now having Devontae Adams, older wide receiver. A.J. Mm-hmm. Brown, I, I was a little frustrated by this because I had reached out to Matt about A.J. Brown. Third, when was it? Monday? Uh I think it was Monday during the day. I started throwing some offers to him. And then uh, what was your best offer? What was your best offer? You gave, I'll pull it up. Um, but I didn't hear anything back from him. And I'm like, okay, man, like I literally set aside time this evening. <laughs> I have a really early bedtime. So I set aside time this evening to work and try to get a trade done. I say, okay, I'll just text him in the morning. I had, uh, I, I can't remember if I had an offer into him, but fell asleep, woke up and saw that the trade had happened. And I'm like, why would you not wait if you have other people who are willing to negotiate with you to see if you can get a better deal? Anyway, I tried to get AJ Brown. Didn't happen. I think I had offered two firsts, maybe. I'm trying to look at what he got back. 
Yeah, I think I had offered him only two firsts for AJ Brown. Um and he probably did get more than he would have gotten if he were to continue to negotiate with me. I think doing this with a two other teams in a three-way trade helps out, get that flexibility for what you want. Um, but I'm frustrated that I didn't get him. What was your thought on this as I pull up my offers to him? Mm. My first reaction to seeing the trade was like, oh, Brian's the winner. You know, like Brian gets AJ Brown and Drake London. Oh, yeah, I agree. I will say that I have been trying to trade for Devontae Adams, and Brian's asking price has been very high. Now, he got, I think, a very good deal for him. So respect to Brian for uh, not, um, you know, not backing down. I will say we had a deal that was pretty much finalized uh, ahead of the season to trade for me to trade for Devonte Adams. And really? it didn't, it didn't go through because Brian and I couldn't agree on which second round pick I would get back. Oh it was my between, goodness. Uh, my second round pick back. And I think it was like Colin's second round pick back. So like, you know, maybe six slots in the second round. So mm-hmm. we got very close. Um, But I like this deal for honestly, all the teams, you know, I I can't say I, I I like Devontae Adams. You know, this is this is where like Collins team, you know, it's not deep right now. I mean, it it's it's quite shallow. But ev- most of our competing teams, the only teams that are deep are you are me and Dylan, I would say. As you, you you did not say me, correct? No, you're not deep. Right. No, you're not deep. It's me and Dylan. You, Tommy, are pretty shallow right now. Oh yeah. So I kind of like the move from Colin's perspective. His team is a competitor at this point, right? Like he went from dumpster fire to like, if you look at the roster, you could see and and squint your eyes a little bit. You could see that team making the playoffs. No if you way. Start some injuries. Are you no serious? Way. He only has wide receivers. That's it. I mean, Javante has played really bad, right? Like, is he actually right. that bad? But C.D. Diggs and Devontae Adams? Yeah, he has great wide receivers. That's a stud receiving core right there. He's starting Thielen. I know Thielen had a good week last week, but he's not a guy. Well, I guess he's had a good week the past two weeks. He's not a guy that I want to be starting right now. Um, H, I think, is it pronounced A-chan? That's what I've heard recently. I haven't looked it up. I don't know. I think it's A-chan for whatever reason. What I mean, what kind of week did he have last week, right? Awesome. He was on Colin's taxi squad. He's not going to have that going forward uh, <laughs> because he's not. I mean, is he he might have jumped up to that number two running back spot after the performance last week. Um, but he still has to compete with Mostert and the Dolphins don't play the Broncos every week. So that's the tough part. And I'm interested to see how they use him going forward. I would imagine Mostert's value probably goes down a little bit and he's not going to get uh as many points as he probably would have if HN didn't have this performance but i mean he's starting that guy in his third flex but i just i look at his starting roster and i'm there's a lot of holes the quarterbacks with kenny pickett and uh, russell wilson running backs i don't think are that great either um tight end he has darren waller he's kind of hit or miss every week it's not a great team, Sloan. I'm just saying if you I'm I mean, is it is it a likely playoff team? Probably not. 
I mean, but you were there's just a saying. chance. I'm saying there's a chance. I'm saying if you, I, you squint those eyes real and you say he's got three of the seven to ten best wide receivers in fantasy football, and that gives you a shot at making the playoffs. It, it does. I mean, if you can get 50 to 60 points a week from those three guys, you know, you you create a very high floor for your team. So I, I don't mind the move for Colin, honestly. Am I looking at this right that he has five table points? at the bottom of the table yeah i think you might even have that is a big obstacle you have to overcome it's only three weeks though it's only three weeks it's only three weeks and you only have five points you get one for coming in last that's two points above what you would get i mean this is why he panicked though he's in a panicked state right now i would say and look he gives up drake london in a first for Devontae adams in a second I think that is actually a relatively fair price. Devonte, like, yes, we, we love these young wide receivers and Brian is building this like very young, good dynasty team. Uh, but these young wide receivers, we're really seeing it. They're they're They have a good rookie year and it's hard to know exactly what's going to happen, right? Like who's actually going to be really good. So I don't mind buying a vet, you know, that's going to prove to get you points. It's a very delicate balance between competing and giving up. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely has uh, lowered his odds of going to Waffle House for sure. Who raised their odds in this trade, though? Matt Kinney. Matt is, I think, in my opinion, Matt is the number one Waffle House contender at this point. I still have to say it's on good. Matt will be fine. Yeah. Matt gives up AJ Brown and Mark Andrews. Why is Matt trading AJ Brown though? He's he's tanking. What is he tanking for? What are you trying to tank for? He AJ knows Brown... he's, he's not going to make the playoffs, and even if he did, he's not going to win. So he doesn't want to be in that middle ground, that no man's land, where you don't have a good future and you're not winning anything right now. So his thought process behind trading AJ Brown is: I get two first round picks in 2025 and 2026. So two years from now and three years from now, I get to pick players who potentially would become as good as A.J. Brown. This one to me, Matt Matt's piece of this trade, I, I didn't get it. I, I get him trading Mark Andrews, a slightly older tight end. But A.J. Brown is a 26-year-old wide receiver in his prime. Now, there is something to say. Maybe A.J. Brown isn't even the best receiver on his team. Maybe Devontae Smith is better mm-hmm. than A.J. Brown is. So maybe he's getting top dollar and doesn't believe in him. But if he does, I don't love the trade for Matt. I think you hold a good player, a player that's that good. Uh, you know, especially when you don't even have your first round pick. He doesn't have his own pick next year. I think it was a good sell. I wanted AJ Brown because I wanted him to help me win this season. And I think he could have done that. But long term, that's not why I wanted AJ Brown. Um, now is Matt going to flip those picks that he's got? Uh, he got in return. I don't know. He could do that. Like you were just saying, um, he could find some way to get an even younger wide receiver with those picks, depending on how the season goes and how people's values fluctuate going forward. Um, but I know personally that Matt had told me that he's blowing it up. And it's this not is a where secret. Yeah. It's yeah. not a secret. Uh, and then Brian's team, you know, Brian, Brian may be a competitor, right? Maybe. I mean, Brees Hall has been abysmal this year. His running back room is an absolute disaster. 
similar to Colin though, where bad running backs, some decent wide receivers. If you squint your eyes, you could see, I mean, great quarterback room, great quarterbacks on Brian's team. Long-term great quarterbacks, but Burrow's been kind of blowing it this season. QB 30 right now. I mean, you know, you can't expect, you don't expect that to last though. Like he's not going to be QB 30 the rest of the year. Uh, Depending on if he stays injured with that calf, you need a calf to throw a good football in this league. But even with Joe Burrow at QB 30, Brian is still fifth in the table. One spot Mm -hmm. behind Tommy. I mean, do you see any of the teams behind Brian actually jumping him at this point? Like, I don't think there's anyone behind him that I would say is better than him. I would say, I mean, Mike's second to last in the table right now. I feel like his team's better than that. Mm. Um, And I think he's he's probably going to perform better and his ranking's only going to get better throughout the season, I think. But... I get Mike what you're is starting saying. two running backs on the same team. Sometimes that works. I mean, not when they're the Pittsburgh Steelers. That team puts up like 20 points a week. I, Mike has, by, has been trying to get rid of Najee Harris so many times. Nobody wants him. So I tried to trade for Najee before the season starts. I'm glad Mike turned me down. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to trade my RB1. Right. Uh, I think Najee is at an all-time low in terms of value. I don't think you could get anything for him right now. It's kind of like what happened with Clyde Edwards-Alaire, mm-hmm. where he just kept being bad, and you were just like, but maybe he'll be good, you know? And then you're just like, he's actually just bad. Yeah, it's you know? tough when you have those players. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... uh, You got to sell them at the right time. And I honestly, for Mike, he probably should just hold because it's pretty low. I agree. Low. He's still young. You can see what happens going forward, but it is tough with running backs. They just, they fall off a cliff so quickly. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, any other thoughts on that trade? Uh, Uh, Nope, 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 nope. Okay, we get into the last big one of the week. You and I were in an old-fashioned duel for Mark Andrews. Did did Matt tell you that we were? Yeah, he said Dylan was in the mix, too. Oh, he was. Yeah, Dylan was in the mix as well. Yeah, the three contenders. I was going for, I want to have the three best tight ends in fantasy football and just to hold them hostage until I get a really sick deal from one of you two. That's a good way. But in to the end, uh, Matt takes on your 2024 first 2025 second and 2026 third for Mark Andrews Sloan, you know, you're maybe overpaying a little bit for this, but your tight end was easily the worst position on your team by a significant margin. You now have a reliable tight end, you know, assuming no injuries, you kind of have a perfect starting lineup at this point. Yeah, that was my worry. My worry is the injuries because if he gets hurt, then I feel like I wasted uh, the opportunity with some of the picks that I gave away because I traded for Mark Andrews to win this season. Like you said, my tight end room has been really, really bad. I had, I think, three or four tight ends on my roster at one point just trying to figure out who to actually start each week. Um, And I didn't want to have to worry about that anymore. And hopefully Andrews has a good season going forward. And I was still a little butt hurt that I didn't get AJ Brown and Matt <laughs> still wanted to talk. And I said, you know, what, we'll try to figure something out. And I felt okay with uh, the assets that I gave away. Yeah. So. I think it's a good deal. I offered a uh, Dalton Kincaid and a second round pick. Uh, Dylan offered Kyle Pitts in a second round pick. 
I like the Kyle Pitts deal, honestly, if I'm if I'm mad. But I don't blame him. His team sucks now, so you don't really want to. Kyle Pitts has been a definitely a questionable asset, so I don't know if you really want to commit that much. Well, I was thinking one player. Dylan was going to trade Laporta. I thought I saw that, and I'm like, ooh. I I can see uh, Matt really liking Laporta since he's he'd be giving away a tight end. Yeah. And getting a really, really, really young guy in return who's performed really well this season. Um, and I didn't think I was going to be able to compete with that. And I don't think I ever knew any of jo- uh, Dylan's offers. So um, I looked at what I had and I said, okay, I'm comfortable giving this up. I know it's a little bit more than I'd want to, but I'd really like to have that tight end that I don't have to worry about week to week. Yeah, before Matt closed the trade, I said, Matt, at least tell Sloan that I offered you Dalton Kincaid in a first so you can get two firsts out of him. But he didn't go that route. So I, I was a little concerned. I was thinking in the back of my mind, is ja, or is Dylan, uh, is Matt just playing me right now? Yeah. Is he actually getting these offers from Josh and Dylan? And are these offers what they're actually offering? Or is he just making this up to get more out of me? They were both there. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. You know, Matt really turned it all around in one week. He's going full tank mode, but still projected for higher points than on good Austin and pretty close to Mike. So, yeah, well, he just had a David Montgomery touchdown. So that helps out. I mean, Austin's um, team is projected for less than 100 points this week. That's pretty insane. I see that. And then I usually go to check his lineup to see if he's missing anyone. I know um, he's not but this week. He's not. No, it's uh, easily the worst starting tight end in the league. No doubt. That's a tight end that doesn't get started in like in 20 team leagues. Yeah, he might not even get started. I don't think Juwan Johnson has been someone you've wanted to start ever. Maybe. Right. No, no. Horrible. No, he, tight end. I mean, looking at his career stats, he in half PPR, he's. Oh my god! Like he had one year where he was top ten. Yeah. Other than yeah. that, he was thirty eighth. Like, there's guys on the waiver wire you could pick up, and they're gonna probably gonna be better than Juwan Johnson. Yeah. No, he's. I mean, that's a yeah, that's a that's a dark start right there. You don't like yeah. that, but okay, we've covered the trades. Uh, any any? I mean, obviously, we would be it would be unfair to not celebrate you. Three weeks in a row of 10 table points coming out to a dominant lead in the league, Sloan. That's a huge one. I can't believe we made it this far without really talking about it. I know you said top of the table, but three 10-pointers in a row in pretty much dominant fashion. The only one that was close is I think we were within a couple of each other in week week two. two, But you pretty much been nailing it off the start. How you feeling? I feel good because I... I'm pretty sure I'm not going to go to Waffle House at this point. Um, I was looking at the last historic last years and the year before the rankings uh, at the end of the season and seeing what the lowest points were for each season. And at least last year it was, uh, well, now I'm getting confused, but uh, I, I think it's like forties and fifties is what uh, would get you to go into Waffle House. And I'm already at 30. So I feel good. A lot of luck plays into it. I haven't been hurt very much. Ayuk is about the only injury I've had, and he sat out um, last week. But it's cool. I don't think it's going to continue. Um, Jared Goff threw a pick with his like second pass tonight, but it's still looking okay. I've just had those boom players each week who have had 
really, really great performances. Yeah. Mostert last week. Um, Tyreek Hill has been a few weeks. McCaffrey, players like that. So a lot of luck, um, but I feel good about it. I really just want to make the playoffs at this point. Get yeah. Be one of those top four teams and then hope your boom players are going to boom in those last three weeks of the season. So how how mad does it make you to see me finish top of the table three weeks in a row? It doesn't make me mad, honestly, at this point for fantasy football. I think last year it would have made me mad. But this year I'm very just like resigned to the incredibly huge luck aspect of mm-hmm. like once you have a good lineup. And, and this is where I envy like a team like Mike's. Because having a team where you have expectations for their performance is pretty miserable. Like, it's not a fun experience to have a good team. And this goes for Purdue basketball. You know, we've we've all felt this in fandom. But rooting for a Purdue basketball team that's, like, unranked heading into the season, you know, like, if they suck, you're like, well, you know, next year. But if right. they're good, you're like, wow, look at my team. You know, like, but when yeah. your team is supposed to be good and they suck, or don't do as well as you think they should. That's the worst. So I'm, I've Miserable. tempered my expectations. You know, I'm saying fantasy football is you you can, you know, get guys and you can make bets. But at the end of the day, like what happens on a week to week basis is kind of outside of your control. So Tommy finished fourth in the first season, barely making the playoffs. And he finished third last season and he won both times. Yeah. You just have to make the playoffs. You just make the playoffs and that's it. So, and, and the season is very long, right? Like these moves that we make do not exist. You know, it's not like these are end of the season moves. It's week three that we just finished. Right. So mm-hmm. we've got over 10 more weeks of regular season football coming up. So we'll have a lot of time to, to make additional moves and, and bolster that roster. There's so um, much that can happen. It is crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, I will say one a big shout out though this week. On Good's team getting seven points is huge. Yeah. I think for his non uh, blazing challenge or Waffle House challenge hopes. I think that may be there's a chance that that may be his highest score of the season in a given week. And you know now that he's competing with a, I'm sure seeing the moves from Matt and Colin this week. On Good's you know a little bit less sure in terms of where his ranking is in mm-hmm. the the regular season. Looking at the past two seasons, the Waffle House finisher, Brian year one and on good year two, they both finished with 52 table points. Wow. Get above 52 table points and you're good. So that's the race, <laughs> right? Just get to that amount and you should. I love this statistical analysis. This is great now that we have some data. Right. Yeah. Thanks to Mike for making sure we keep that in the records and the, and the wow. playoff uh, cutoff year one, 77 table points was the fourth place uh, regular season year two, 91 big jump parody in the league, I think was really bad last year. I actually think we're getting a little bit more parody this year with some of the deals that have gone on with mm-hmm. Colin and, and Brian now having slightly better teams, but yeah, yeah it's with the startup drafts, you would think that for the most part, teams are pretty equal. Mm-hmm. And then years go by, players get older, players get hurt, and then trades are made. And things start to spread out a little bit in terms of who's good and who's not. How many regular season weeks are, are left, Sloan? Is it is it 11 left? 17 games now. So, so we're, 
We have three weeks of fantasy football of playoffs, which would be we wouldn't include seventeen. Week eighteen. Week eighteen, which is the seventeen. Seventeen, sixteen, fifteen. So we just did three. So we have four through fifteen, which is twelve, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Twelve weeks left. So Colin has five points. Uh, he needs to average at least four table points per week to clear the threshold. I don't think it's going to happen, but it could happen, right? With I how think, many? Bad I think he teams could average four for sure. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you have to beat the. Sh- you, you, you don't. I mean, he's not going for the playoffs. Playoffs would be nice, but he's just trying to avoid Waffle House. And I think if you think all I have to do every week is beat Austin, on good, and then Matt. I have to every week beat those teams. That seems very doable. And Matt you know? has lost some of his big players too. For sure. Yeah. With those yeah, trades. Matt, Matt's team is bad now. It's a bad team. No it's offense. It's a bad Matt. team. But at least he's committed. That's what I like about it. He's committed. He's committed. Like on good, he doesn't know what he's doing. Matt, wow. he's blowing it up. He's committed. I like it. Maybe this is a... I mean, the thing is... Do you like why are you blowing up if you don't have your own first round pick? I, d- I don't get that piece. It just seems like I get what you're saying, but I don't think he's necessarily tanking to make sure he has a high draft pick because if he doesn't have his own pick, then that doesn't make sense. But you you could be blowing it up just to get rid of some older players and get some good assets going forward. Yeah. And I think that's what he's doing. Um yeah, his only, his only first round pick next season is mine. And that's probably gonna be what would that be? Seventh, eighth, ninth, or tenth pick if I make the playoffs. Yeah. So that's not yeah. great. Who has uh the first picks? Do you have on good's pick first uh first overall? No. Mike has Mike has on good oh. and Matt's pick next year and his own pick. Wow. That is three guaranteed wow. top six picks. Maybe guaranteed top four picks, like except like on good. No, no offense, dude. You're not, you're not making it <laughs> out of the bottom four for sure. Matt right. probably too. Like five and six, the the fifth six spots are out of reach. Mike is just gonna have to manage where how good he wants his own team to be this year. I think Mike he is gonna be. He's playing dynasty. He's gonna have that dynasty team. We laughed about him so much, I think, starting off with the the startup draft and the players he picked, but it's really working out for him right now, I think. And his taxi squad, he's got Anthony Richardson on there, assuming he can stay healthy, I think. Oh, he's gonna be good. Guys, let's not let's not act like Mike's team has been a success though, right? Three seasons, three non playoff appearances, right? Like you know, I think that, he, I, yeah. I think it's it's a work in progress, but I think he's gonna have that dynasty team. We'll see. I mean, yeah. he's definitely set up for it, but uh, I think he'll have to eventually trade for vets. But that's just my personal opinion. I agree. He'll need to do okay. it not now. Anyway, uh, Sloan, any other thoughts on this week's performances uh, or the any any happenings in the league this last week? Trying to think about it, but I don't think there's uh, too much that we didn't talk about that happened this uh, past week. No. So I think that's it. Awesome. Well, it's been a great podcast. This one has been fun. I like that we had some more traits to talk about. That Mm -hmm. makes it a bit livelier.
Yep, I agree. Uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. Matt, Brian, we might reach out to you guys see if you'll do next week. Uh, yeah. Or if anybody else has some suggestions, please make your voice uh, heard in the group me and we'll figure it out. Looking forward to it. All right. Thanks, Sloan. Good catching up. We'll talk again soon. Yep. See you, Josh.